When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scott Lucas is with us, AFL Nation Sunday Crunch Time Phoenix Management Group. Scotty, good morning. Morning, Sam. How's things? Oh, geez, I'm excited. I am. Ex- I'm really up and about for this weekend. I'm sure you are as well. Look, can we break these two games down a bit? Let's let's start with Melbourne. I mean, what do you want to see from the from the D's tonight, Scotty? Oh, Sam, it's all about contest and defence. <laughs> um, what about scoring? <laughs> Yeah, that, look, that's the main thing. I, I think we both we look at both teams and understand how they're very good at the contest and defensively they're sound. They really do prioritise that. But if you want to see something from Melbourne that can differentiate them from their performance last week, which was by and large pretty good, if you look at the opportunities they created, but A, their conversion, B, their connection was what let them down. So you want to see better connection, but better conversion. I mean, I think connection at times, Sam, is slightly dependent on how the opposition defend you and so forth. And Collingwood are a very good intercept team. So they're always going to be hard to break down by going long into your forward line. Mm. But the conversion piece for me, I just, uh, perhaps as a pass forward, just look at it. You've got the ball, you have a shot for goal. It's something that you've practiced all week. You've done the hard work. You have to nail it. I mean, it's really what determines the outcome. And despite their 63 entries, and we talk about that, if they just had it kicked at a reasonable clip, they should have won the game, but they didn't. And here we are. So they mm. do need to generate more scoring shots if they're not going to kick accurately. So from a structural point of view, I would like to see Petrarca spend a little bit more time forward. Uh, I think with Jordan coming into the team, obviously Brayshaw out, they've got a reasonable cover there. Uh, Viney didn't have his best game, but had an excellent season. Gorn was outstanding. So if we look at the fact that that cohort without Petrarca can still generate enough inside 50s. Mm. I'd like to see the class of him up forward for a longer period of time because when we do look at teams to get the job done, often it is connection, but sometimes it's just pure talent in your front half that you've just got too many dangerous options that the opposition don't know who to lay off. They don't know who to cover. So they get a little bit more man-focused. And once you get that, the class of the forwards can win out. So if you're standing over the Melbourne magnet board now, are you starting Petrarca forward at the first bound, Scotty, and just seeing how it plays out in the middle and moving him there if need be? Is that your your first point of call is to start him inside 50? Yeah, look, I think I would. I mean, you, starting there, declare your hand, this is what we're going to do. Um, and then in turn, if it's not going as well, clearance and so forth, you can mix it up and throw him up there. But by and large, I'd like to see him start forward and play there a lot. Max Gorn was an absolute colossus uh, last week. It's a, It was a, an almighty game from the Melbourne captain. So uh, he will take up a lot of Carlton's planning, as I imagine will May and Lever. That double act is a huge concern for every opponent that Melbourne come up against. So what do Carlton need to do tonight, do you think, Scotty? Oh, look, if you, if you go slow, they're going to set up really well behind the ball. Defensively, they're as sound as anyone. So I think you want to get some isolation. You've got Charlie... You want to give him room to operate with a one-on-one and give the smalls a chance to compete also. Their ground-level players have done a really good job. They focus on the ground ball game, Carlton. So you want you want to be able to uh, 
get that going as much as you can. But, but the real aspect, I mean, if you think of last week, Collingwood defensively stood up so well, but they defended, like they started their attack from deep in their defensive half so often. So you would like to get some ascendancy through clearance and be able to lock the ball in your forward line because particularly centre bounce, you look at the 666, you don't get a chance to set up perfectly how you would like. The rules almost dictate that you have to have six inside your back 50 and so forth, even numbers. That'd be where Carlton would like to get some control and be able to work from there and lock it in rather than having to concede entry and start your attack from deep inside your defensive 50 because we know how well Melbourne set up. It is hard to imagine this game going any other way other than a low-scoring absolute tug-of-war, isn't it? Or am I misreading it? No, look, I think so. I mean, you look at it, you go, well, who can kick? Mm. We saw Melbourne's issues forward line. And then without without Mackay, without Jack Martin, you can see it being a grind because the, the lever-may combination is so good. So you're spot on, Sam. I think it will be a real arm wrestle of two teams that really pride themselves on contest and defence. Might be just making the most of your opportunities when you get a chance kick that goal and we saw it a little bit with the Giants last week in that second quarter where they kicked three or four outstanding goals that broke the game open Mm. not a lot of opportunities necessarily but they were just so clean so it might be moments or a period of the game because momentum will shift tonight it's whether you can capitalize on that momentum when the game's going your way and Scotty tomorrow night so Port Adelaide, I mean, GWS are coming in healthy with momentum. They've got a real head of steam up. Now, Port Adelaide, probably with the selection story of the week yesterday, they dropped Finlayson for, for Charlie Dixon. Travis Boak comes into the starting 22 as well. So Ken Inkley going back to the well with a couple of war horses there. How do you see this one playing out? And what's, what's key to both teams' fortunes? I mean, the disclaimer at the start, Sam, I think, is that so often we get overexcited by the the winners of the five and eight, six and seven contest in week one. And we ride off the loser of the one, four, two, three. Um, So if if I looked at the Melbourne game, I just think Melbourne through their strong season deserve to be favourite tonight, albeit slight favourite. This one, I look at it and I watched last week and I think Brisbane's was the performance of the first week of the finals. Um, They were really dominant, but Port just looked banged up for me. And I saw the Giants game live. They've won at, I think, 11 different venues. So I don't see it as a highly problematic venue for them to play at this week. They look healthy. They're playing well at the right time. They're full of confidence. So I think that Port could really have their work cut out for them tonight because of more what's happened the last six weeks where they've had a lot of changes to their team. They haven't had a settled lineup through injury, no fault of their own. And that's come about after a great stretch that got them where they are, but they've just tapered a bit at the wrong time for mm. them. So I really think this game sits for the Giants. Just they've got that powerful running all over the ground. They're very solid through the backs. Briggs was at, Marshall was great last week. Briggs wasn't a long way behind. I thought he had a real impact and gave first use to his mids out of the centre bounce, particularly Tom Green. So I think they're a really well-balanced team all over the ground and they've got some weapons up forward. And we all know that's the vulnerability for Port. Um, they're skinny down back. Jonas has hurt a calf. McKenzie looked really lame. So if he does get up and play, they just seem to be vulnerable down back for me. And with that, 
good midfield, they can generate enough scoring opportunities in the front half to uh, to win the game for me, the Giants, that is. Well, it'd be fascinating watch, that's for sure. Hey, can I ask you quickly, before we let you go, Scotty, about your, your main day job, and that's, of course, with uh, Phoenix Management Group. Uh, one of your star clients, uh, without a doubt, is Asava Radigalia, who's nominated uh, his preferred destination being uh, Port Adelaide. How do you think it gets done in a trade sense, Scotty? Thought you might ask that, Sam. Uh, yeah, look, Port have got a little bit to do, uh, and we're not fully across, uh, say, a Zerk Thatcher or Brody Grundy and what they do uh, in that regard. But yeah, Port through last year with uh, Horn Francis um, don't have a full suite of picks this year, so they'll look. I imagine um, what they've got set. Uh, in terms of future picks and what they can bring forward, etc., it's a discussion between Geelong and Port, of which we play a role in, in uh, establishing what we think is fair and reasonable for both parties, and that's what we want to see done. Yeah. yeah. So is that what you tell us, Arva, in this situation? Obviously, mate, might need to be patient here, stay calm. There's a fair bit to play at, particularly when other players want to get to the same football club. Oh, absolutely. It's the discussion you have with all players, yeah. and that you know. How often does 80% of the trades get done in the last two hours, for example? So it's not something that, yeah, we'll knock it over early on and away you go. Uh, There's a lot of discussion, negotiation. There can often be other deals that are involved in it. So you sort of got to unpack a bit to put it all back together. So you're quite right. We just say to the player, be calm. There's an understanding Mm. or or a want for both parties to get the deal done, but both want what's best for them, which we perfectly understand and respect that. It's finding some middle ground. And and both clubs are over time for us to deal with and others have been outstanding. So we expect once we work through it that uh, all will get done, albeit there will be a bit of haggling along the way. One other quick one is another defender you have in Tom Duday. It's uh, been widely reported that he's considering an offer from from Brisbane. Is he still weighing up where he wants to play next year at this stage? Yeah, absolutely, Sam. Look, he's he's had some interest. Um, he's also been in you know discussions with Adelaide as well. Mm. So yeah, to, Tom's working through all that at the moment, and at a point in time of which we're not there yet, he'll he will have a decision to make. Absolutely. Great to talk to you, mate. Thanks for running us through those two semis and we'll be listening Sunday crunch time as always. Always a pleasure, Sam. Cheers. There's Scott Lucas there, AFL Nation, Sunday crunch time, Phoenix Management Group. Hey, Melbourne's weather today, in a word, glorious. Sunny, top of 23. It's for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs.